CBF, a very, very good morning. Greetings to each and every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming Savior and King. I hope all of us are excited to hear from God's word today. So let me quickly start by sharing an experience. My father had a sister. Her name was Esther, a believer in the Lord. Now my auntie was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis from a young age. It had affected her joints so much so that she could not walk. Her skin had turned completely black and she was in pain all the time. But the Lord had blessed her and she was able to find a godly partner. The Lord had even blessed him with a baby girl, my cousin's sister. From the time that I can remember, I do not ever recollect seeing her walk. In fact, she was always bedridden. She was not able to move. She always needed someone to help her. And I particularly remember how each of her fingers were crooked and curled. And I wonder, did she ever struggle in her belief of God? Did she ever question God for allowing this to happen in her life? Did she have hope in the Lord that the one day she would be delivered from this body of pain sorrow and grief. What was her belief in the Lord? The believers in the church at Corinth had a struggle with their belief and it had to do with the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So follow along with me in your Bibles as I read from 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 12 to 19. Open your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses Chapter 15, verses 12 to 19. I'll read the passage for you. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. More than that, we are found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are able, we are to be pitied more than all men. Let me read verses 12 again. But if it is preached that Christ had been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Some in the church at Corinth did not believe in bodily resurrection. Fascinating, isn't that? But that's what the text says. You know, it seemed illogical to them, hard to believe, not possible. That is why Apostle Paul in verses 12, he says, How can some of you say so? Now, observe how Apostle Paul in verses 12 uses the term preach. Apostle Paul loved to preach about the Lord Jesus Christ. Often, he preached about the Lord Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 17 and verses 3, we see Paul explaining and proving that the Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Christ, he said. 
Not only that, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verses 23, Apostle Paul himself says, But we preach Christ crucified. And then again, in chapter 15 that we just read now in verses 12, it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead. You know, the word or the term preach, to preach means to proclaim with conviction. And this was Paul's conviction, not only Paul's conviction, but the conviction of the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. That putting all of these verses that we just read right now, their conviction to preach was this, that Christ had to suffer, Christ was crucified, and that Christ was raised from the dead. Verses 13. If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. Think about that. Logically speaking, if some of you in the church don't believe in bodily resurrection, then some of you even deny the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Apostle Paul is telling the church. Let me say like this. This is what Apostle Paul warns the church. He warns those who because they do not believe in the bodily resurrection, do not even believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Apostle Paul warns them of the dangers of denying the resurrection. Have you thought about that? Is there any danger in denying the resurrection? Are there consequences in not believing in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ? I believe so. And I believe that that is what the passage here highlights. So let me quickly highlight three consequences from the passage if anybody does not believe in the resurrection of Christ. Number one, if anyone does not believe in the resurrection, then the gospel cannot supply life. The gospel then cannot supply life. Verses 14 to 16. I'll read that again. And if Christ had not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. More than that, we are found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. The essence of the gospel is Christ and his work. And the work of Christ in the Gospels includes his death, his burial, his resurrection. Without this valuable truth and without anybody accepting this valuable truth, the Gospel cannot supply life. The Gospel then has no meaning. The Gospel is void. Look at what Apostle Paul says in verses 14 to 16. He says, therefore then our preaching is useless. The term useless actually means empty. If Christ has not been raised from the dead, then what I am preaching to you right now is an empty sermon. What you are listening to right now is a sermon without meaning. Not only our preaching then is in vain, he goes on to say, so is your faith. And therefore, our faith has also become empty. Why? Well, because it has been buried along with a dead man who actually never rose again. Well, if you don't believe in bodily resurrection and if you deny the resurrection of Christ, then the gospel cannot give you life. That means you have your what we talk about, our hope is in a dead man who has never risen from the dead. Paul actually says this twice. If you notice again in verses 17, your faith is then futile. 
He goes on to say, verses 14 to 16, we are found to be false witnesses about God. The church then becomes a place of false witnesses who preach illogical, meaningless, impossible truths. If you do not believe in the resurrection, especially the resurrection of Christ, the gospel cannot give you life. And according to you, we as a church might be wasting our time with what we do because our preaching is useless. Our faith is futile, empty, and we are false witnesses. Probably some of you listening to me right now might be living such lives. A life without purpose, a life without contentment and joy, nothing to look forward to. You might probably be living your life in denial of the truth. Well, if we have believed, what about all of us in church who do believe? Do we preach a crucified Christ? A crucified Christ also signifies that I have been crucified with him. Galatians chapter 2 and verses 20. Do we preach a resurrected Christ? Do we desire, like the great Apostle Paul, to know the power of his resurrection? Philippians chapter 3 and verses 10. I can assure you, the conviction of Calvary Bible Fellowship rests on the living hope of the resurrection of Christ. We believe in God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We, we boldly preach on the great mercy and hope. And we have seen lives being changed, new birth, new lives, because of this message of hope. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verses 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. This is the conviction of our church. I want to ask you, what is your conviction? One of the greatest consequences in not believing in the resurrection is that the gospel then cannot supply life. Number two, the gospel then cannot simply save. Verses 17. If you still do not believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel then cannot save you. Look at what it says in verses 17. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. You are still in your sins. The gospel then becomes incomplete. Now listen to me very carefully. If Christ had not been raised from the dead, then there is no difference between Christ and any other religious leader or teacher. What makes Christ significant is not only the reason why he came, but how he fulfilled the purpose for which he came. Let me say that again. What makes Christ significant is not, is not only the reason why he came, but how he fulfilled the purpose for which he came. Through his death, Christ willingly paid the price of redemption for all sinners, including you. Romans chapter 3 and verse 24. And through the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ validated that God the Father accepted the price. And now God can freely forgive those who believe and impute the righteousness of Christ upon us. I hope this made sense to you. Well, it was not only enough for Christ to die. 
because it is through his death that the redemptive price has been paid for all of us as sinners. That is true. But it is through the resurrection of Christ that the payment was validated by God. So that through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, God now can freely forgive those who believe. And if anybody chooses to believe, the righteousness of Christ is imputed on them. So can I ask a question? Do I therefore need to believe in the resurrection of Christ in order to be saved? Is it just enough for me to believe that Jesus is a good man, a God? Do I also need to believe that he rose again from the dead? Yes, that's what the Bible says. Romans chapter 10 and verses 9, listen carefully. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what the Bible says. And so if you do not believe in the resurrection, the gospel cannot save you. You are still in your sins. A sinner still in need of a savior. Now look at that verse, Romans chapter 10 and verses 9. To confess means to acknowledge to God the Father that Jesus is also God himself. That's what the verse says. Confess that Jesus is Lord. It is to acknowledge to God the Father that Jesus is also God and therefore only God can forgive sins. The Gospel of Mark and chapter 2. And to believe also means to acknowledge that this God is trustworthy. He is believable because of the fact that he did something no one could ever do or will ever do. And that is he rose again. If you believe in this, you will be saved. So it is just not enough to believe in Jesus as God. It is also important to believe that Jesus died for your sins. He was buried and that he rose again. And through his resurrection, validating the price that he paid, the father accepting it, a sinner being forgiven if he chooses to believe, and therefore the righteousness of Christ being imputed on us. The truth of the scripture is this. Just as it is known that every sinner will be judged, everyone who chooses to believe in Christ will also be justified. Romans chapter 4 and verses 25 says like this, He was delivered, Christ was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. So what happens to any person who does not believe in the resurrection? Well, he or she has not fully understood or accepted the gospel. That's why I was saying the gospel then cannot simply supply life. Not only that, the gospel then simply cannot save you. Anybody who does not believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, anybody who believes that this is not a truth that needs to be accepted, the Bible very clearly states you are still in your sins. And number three. The gospel then cannot save a hope. The gospel then cannot save a hope. Look at verses 18 and 19. I'll read that verse for you. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. Well, if Christ has not risen from the dead, where have all of our loved ones whom we have lost in the Lord, gone today. Would you be able to walk away from a funeral, joyfully knowing fully well that our loved one is now resting in the Lord 
and that we will see them again one day in his presence i would love to i would love to know how anyone can provide comfort can speak of hope can be joyful even in the midst of sorrow sadness and death outside of christ without christ well if christ had not resurrected from the dead what other hope is there in the world today all the ones that we've lost in the lord where have they gone how then can we encourage one another outside the tomb of lazarus four days after he had passed away and this and even in the midst of all the chaos the crying and the smell that was emitting from the tomb in the gospel of john chapter 11 and verse 25 jesus said to martha i am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me will live even though he dies and whoever believes in me will never die again do you believe this jesus asks martha the end of physical life is only a time of sleep for the physical body while the soul of the person goes to be with the lord this is the teaching of the bible this is the conviction of calvary bible fellowship and this is the truth that we preach every single week we believe that anybody in the lord who dies their body sleeps while their soul is alive in the lord with the lord at that exact moment this is a truth that is not only found in the gospels but in second corinthians chapter 5 and 8 philippians chapter 1 and verse 23 many a times in the epistles we see how to be absent from the body means to be immediately present with the lord and whoever believes in the lord according to john's gospel chapter 11 will never spiritually die again this is the hope of the gospel we believe according to the bible that those who have perished in the lord they are now in the presence of god and that we will see them again how does the bible describe this in first thessalonians chapter 4 verses 16 to 18 i'll read that verse i want you to listen to me carefully first first thessalonians chapter 4 verses 16 to 18 for the lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of god and the dead in christ will rise first after that we who are still alive and the left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and so we will be with the lord forever now notice the last part of that verse therefore encourage each other with these words this is our encouragement that even though there is momentary grief when we lose a loved one who had placed their faith and trust in the lord we know that that grief is only is only temporary because they are resting with the lord and when he comes back if you are still alive while he comes back we along with those that we have lost in the lord together will be caught up and we will be in the presence of the lord forever and ever and ever that is the hope well if it was not for this hope if it was not for the fact that christ had not resurrected from the dead then the gospel cannot save a hope In fact there would not be any other hope in this world no other hope in this world Let me go back to the question in the gospel of John in chapter 11 In the gospel of John chapter 11 in the passage that we had just read Jesus turns to Martha and he asks this important question Do you believe this Do you 
believe this? And I want to pose the same question to each and every one of you today. Do you believe this? Do you believe just like how Martha had also believed on that day? Martha did believe and she had a profound proclamation of who the Lord Jesus Christ was. Look at the Gospel of John in chapter 11. She says, I believe that you are Christ the Son of God who was to come into the world. If you have yet not received the Lord as your personal Savior, you can also acknowledge right now the same thing what Martha acknowledged on that day. You can also believe Jesus is Christ, that means the Messiah, who was sent into the world to die for the sins of the whole of humanity. That Jesus is the Son of God. He is God in flesh who died, was buried and rose again on the third day. Jesus was the one to come into the world so that those who believe will gain eternal life and go to heaven. My aunt Esther suffered the disease of rheumatoid arthritis for 30 plus years. And I have seen how the disease had ravaged her body. Last Sunday, the 30th of May, it pleased the Lord to call her home. Her earthly suffering is over. Now I confess that I do not know why the Lord loved her in his sovereign will to plan to live a life of physical pain and suffering. But I know this. When Jesus comes back to receive us, I will see her smiling face again. I will hold her hand, her fingers no longer crooked. I will see her with a body without any pain or any sorrow. And together we will walk into the presence of our Lord forever. Not only my auntie, who I had lost in the Lord, but every single born-again believer who has gone ahead of us into the presence of the Lord. This is our hope because of the resurrection of Christ. In fact, this is my only hope. And I want to close by saying this. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. Do you believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, if you do not believe in the resurrection, I want to warn you that you are still a lost sinner. And for all of us who believe in the resurrection, can we take a moment to rejoice in the Lord for the hope that we have. That because of anything, if you and I were to be separated, even if we don't see each other ever again in this world, we will one day for sure see each other in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. What a blessed hope. Would you join me in prayer? Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for the blessed hope that we have in you. 
Thank you, Father, for sending us your only begotten Son. Thank you that most of us do not have this unbelief in the resurrection. We believe that you came into this world not only to die for our sins, but to rise again on the third day. And because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, we believe that the gospel does supply life. We believe that the gospel does simply save. And we believe that the gospel does give us, it allows us to savor hope in Christ. We thank you that because you rose again from the dead, because you resurrected from the grave, there is now no condemnation for us who are in Christ Jesus. And Father, if you are to return today, we do desire that you return today, that we will be reunited with all those that we have lost in the Lord. But if you choose to tarry, I pray that you would remove this virus once and for all so that we would all be reunited to gather together physically. But Lord, if you choose even a delay for that as well, then we pray that you would keep us under the shadow of the Almighty. Give us an extra ounce of your grace and strength to live every single day of our life. And in the midst of all the problems and the difficulties, enable us to always be rest assured in the resurrection and the hope that comes in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. In Jesus Christ's most holy, precious name, we ask and we pray. Amen. God bless each and every one of you.